Welcome to the Radiant Podcast. We are so glad you joined us today. This podcast features messages, interviews, and discussions from Radiant Church located in Seneca, South Carolina. For more information about Radiant, visit RadiantChurchSC.com. Here's today's episode. Welcome to Radiant Church. My name is Andrew. I'm lead pastor, and we're so glad you can join us today. For whoever you're watching or listening from, if this is your first time joining us, hey, go to RadiantChurchSC.com and click I'm new. If you fill out that short form online for us as a way of saying thanks, we're going to donate $5 to one of the nonprofits that's listed. It is Father's Day. We want to wish all the dads out there a happy Father's Day today. Moms, you had your day in May, okay? But today's the day for the guys, right? It's the guys' turn. Uh, we also want to recognize that look like Mother's Day Father's Day can bring about different emotions in people for a variety of reasons as well and so our hearts go out to you guys who find Father's Day to be particularly difficult Um, but today we do want to draw attention to all the dads who are watching and listening you know as a kid my dad taught me so much right he taught me you know everything from playing sports to fishing to how how to drive Uh, I'm blessed to have a dad who I think uh, just more than anything he was just very present in my life and I, I realize that I'm blessed to have also a father-in-law who's just as amazing. And so both of these men, you know, they're strong men, they're leaders, uh, they're great husbands, great fathers and grandfathers. And as I've gotten older, I've come to appreciate more and more uh, the generations that both of them belong to, because I think it's increasingly more difficult to find men in our culture who are cut from that kind of cloth. Uh, there was a time, you know, when men were really embraced and honored and celebrated in their role as fathers. I, I grew up in the 90s, so you know we had the TV dads like Danny Tanner and Carl Winslow and Alan Matthews. Like you look up to those guys. As a culture, we still recognize back then the value of fathers and what they had to teach us. And if you remember, like those shows, it always got kind of serious at the end with all the music that would come on. And you know the the dad would sit down a lot of times with his kids and teach them a very important lesson. That was the episode's focus. But then a shift happened, and, and it was already happening really before then, but it really took off towards the end of the 90s, 2000s. We started trading Danny Tanner for Peter Griffin and Carl Winslow for Homer Simpson. And, you know, what happened was that dads became the joke. And what began to catch on was the idea that fathers play only a biological necessity in the family. And so today, fathers' roles are are often minimized. I came across an article a few years ago which asked the question, are fathers necessary? Now listen to the author's conclusion here. Author says this, bad news for dad is there's nothing objectively essential about his contribution to the family, but the good news is this, ah, we've got news to him. And that's kind of where we are right now. Like fathers aren't necessary. Hey, we need you for reproductive purposes, of course, but other than that, like you're not very important. Just listen to this, just, just for a second. One in four kids, they live in a home without a father or a father figure like a stepdad or adopted father. Right here in America, one in four kids. 71% of teen pregnancies, they occur in homes without a father or father figure. 85% of people incarcerated come from homes without, now you guessed it, a father or a father figure. So it, it could just be me, but I happen to believe that fathers are absolutely essential. And if we want to build families who know God and find freedom, discover their purpose, make 
make a difference. Hey, we got to have fathers on board, right? We need strong leadership fathers bring. We need the structure that fathers implement. And we need the, the lessons that fathers can teach. And so what I'm going to do today is just, just pass along valuable lessons I've learned and deserved from strong dads over the years, okay? The first lesson, I think it might be the most important lesson, and it's simply this. Hey, dads, you don't need to be perfect. You'll not be perfect. And we don't talk about this very much as fathers, but we, we feel an immense pressure to get things right, don't we? Like we feel our job as, as dad and really, you know, as husband and employee too, is constantly being evaluated by other people. And so we've got to be at every ball game. We can't make one mistake while on the job. We've got to say the right things and do the right things at the right time, all the time. And so we often set ourselves up with this really high expectation that we cannot and really will not make mistakes because, well, we just can't afford to make them, which of course is ridiculous. Because the reality is we're going to blow it sometimes. And for, for the many dads who have those unsaid high standards, okay, what happens? Well, you, you get really down, don't you, when you mess up. And you start to doubt your abilities and who you are. And if you're, you know, are you a good dad or not, that kind of thing. And we just kind of get into a little defeated funk. I think every one of us who are dads out there, like, they, we, we, we know what this feeling is like. But did you know the Bible, though, is full of dads who just blew it? Like some of the greatest heroes in scripture, they messed up. Because as fathers, they didn't, they, they didn't, they weren't great, you know. Or they, they sort of didn't have that like, wow, dad of the year kind of vibe going with them. So yeah, people like David, he was a great king, national hero. But he had two sons who tried to take away his throne. And if you actually read his story, he's not the most disciplined-minded father out there, which leads to a lot of horrific events that he's responsible for his family going through. Then there's a guy named Abraham. Abraham actually debated if he would kill his son, and we're not talking hypothetically here, you know, like, you think about it, well, what if I just, know? he actually thought, should I do this or not? Uh, then there's Jacob, Jacob played favorites, and his decisions pitted his kids against each other and created division in his family. I can give you a list of guys like Samuel and Moses and, you know, Jephthah, and you kind of get the idea. Scripture, though, is full of dads who blew it. But all those names I just mentioned, they're all included in the famous chapter of Hebrews 11, which celebrates men and women who had great faith. Hey, dads, you, you don't have to be perfect. At times we get angry and we fly off the handle. We may fail to follow through on a promise we made. Maybe we make a bad decision based on poor judgment. Like every dad does that stuff. You know, my dad did it. I, I've done it. You've done it. Like it's just bound to happen, right? We're all gonna have moments like that where we just are not at our best. So, so when you have a bad moment, remember, you don't have to be perfect. No one's asking to be perfect. Remember a couple of verses too, like Romans 3.23, which tell us that everyone has sinned and fallen short of God's glory. Like, ain't, ain't nobody, okay, is up there with Jesus or perfect. Like, we've all fallen short. Ecclesiastes 7.20, not a single person on earth is always good and never sins. No one's perfect. That's why dads, hey, we need Jesus out there, right? And in writing to some believers, John explains that if anybody does sin, hey, we have an advocate who pleads our case before God the Father. He's Jesus Christ, the one who is truly righteous. Hey, dads, we'll, we'll never measure up. We're always going to fall short. We're always going to make mistakes. If some of the greatest heroes in the Bible blew it, like we're destined to do the same thing. But in those moments where we don't measure up, we need to remember that Jesus can right the wrong. Some of the most powerful prayers I've ever heard in my life were the simple prayers I heard my dad say, or my grandfather say, or my father-in-law say. 
a simple prayers that just speak volumes. Now the next lesson is a little tough for me to preach because I'm, I'm not very emotional person. I know that might be hard to believe, but I'm not the guy who wears his heart in his sleeve, okay? I'm actually kind of the more stereotypical guy who's quiet, even a little bit stoic. Uh, that differs from my own dad, who's much more emotional and affectionate, even if he doesn't always recognize it. Uh, he is. And, and that emotion and affection, though, it's what's needed for the next lesson, express your love. But in particular, I want to focus on expressing your love for your spouse. I know what you're thinking. You're like, okay, wait a minute. You meant your kids, right? Because your spouse. I, Mother's Day was last month. Valentine's Day is February, Pastor. What's up with that? No, I, I really mean your spouse. And here, here's why. Colossians 3.19 lays it out pretty well. Paul tells husbands in Colossae to love their wives. He doesn't say like, hey, you said I do and you caught her. Good job, buddy. Like he didn't, he didn't do that. He uses a present participle, which means this. He's encouraging husbands to continue showing their love, to keep expressing their love. It's not an event. It's not like a one and done thing. It's something you actively do without stopping, which has big ramifications, right? If you're going to continue to show love to your spouse, she's going to actually feel loved and appreciate it. And I'm going to tell you right now, that will do wonders for your marriage if you're kind of stuck in a rut. Um, but just as important though, your kids are watching. Here's where I'm getting at. You're the sum total of your parents. So what's modeled in front of you is what you will likely become. So that's why modeling for your kids what a healthy marriage looks like is so important. Whether you want to believe it or not, the truth is that you know, they noticed everything about your marriage. And you might think you can hide things and sneak things around. Man, you can't do that. If your marriage is suffering, your kids will see it and it will negatively affect them. If your marriage is thriving, they're going to see that too and it's going to positively impact them. So dads, expressing love for your wife, that teaches your kids how to love their future spouses. Show them what a healthy marriage looks like. And I realize this is going to sound kind of odd or whatever, but what, you know, we're all adults. Have moments where you grab your wife and kiss her, man, in front of your kids. Hold her close in the kitchen. Open the doors for her. Walk on the street side of a sidewalk. Bring home her favorite flowers or treats. Do the little things that she appreciates. And so like from time to time, I'll bring home Shana's favorite flowers or Icy's, which she likes just as much, you know, or whatever, because I love her, yeah, but also because I want her to know I'm, I'm still pursuing her. It didn't end the moment we got married. My love for her is something I want to continue to express and continue to show her, and I want her to have that feeling, right, that I'm like, continuing to love her, and I want my kids to see that. I got my, my boys need to see a dad who keeps chasing after mom, who treats her like a queen. Why? Because they need to see how a man loves his wife. They need to understand what it means to be a man who loves and cares for his wife, you know, because I know that I'm, I'm the best role model and influence they're going to have in their lives. And if I don't do it well, they're not going to do it well. It starts with me. And my, my, my dad, he, he never shied away from showing his three sons how to love your wife, you know? He, he was open about that. And boys need to know how to be men, especially in our world today, which has so much brokenness. They need to know what godly marriages look like. Model for your boys how to love their future wives. But model too for those girls, dads, what they need to look for in a husband. Listen for a moment. All right, look, you, you want your daughter to marry a man who will love her well and continue to love her well as their marriage 
progresses. I, I want that for my daughter. I know you want that for yours if you have one. And so what your, what your little girl sees at home is often what she's gonna look for in a husband. So make the time for daddy-daughter dates, you hear me? Tell your girl every day how beautiful and remarkable that she is. Become the standard in her life that she'll measure all of those boys up to. Become her source for love and affection so she never feels the need to obtain it from somewhere else. Because I'm telling you, that somewhere else is almost always the wrong type of guys in all the wrong places. So show love and affection to your wife. And keep loving and pursuing her so your kids know what a healthy, strong marriage can look like. Final lesson I want to share is this. Spend more time together. Now, this happens in a, in a variety of ways, and it's always going to require a sacrifice from you as a father. You, know, you really do die to yourself here. And my dad played a lot of racquetball when I was younger. He was on the church softball team. He was very active and fit. But when he started getting older, he, he chose to stop doing some of the things that he really enjoyed personally and spend more time with us. He coached all of our ball teams. You know, He rearranged his work schedule to take us fishing. And he, he did what he had to do to make sure his family was together as often as possible. Obviously, you know, as we got into our teenage years, <laughs> it changed, right? I mean, if you're a parent of a teenager, you know, you know if you know, right? Your parents and multiple kids in high school, you, you get it. It's so rare to have a couple of nights where you just sit down and hang out together. Uh, so much happens at that stage. But nevertheless, make those moments happen. There was always a drive on my dad to to make those moments happen at least once a week when we got to our teenage years. Try to make it happen. Because you know, like half the battle for fathers is really just being present. If you can be present as a dad, wow, you've done something pretty spectacular. But I think it's even harder today to be present than it was 20 years ago. Because like we can see everyone in the room together, we can hang out and still not be present because we're on our phones. Like we're always checking on social media, like we're always looking at you know, the scores and the games or whatever. And, and don't be the dad who is physically present, but mentally absent. Like be fully present with your family whenever you're together. And dads, just think about this, man. Think about all that Jesus was able to do with just 12 followers who spent an immense amount of time with him. You know, Jesus duplicated himself. In John 14, 9, he tells his followers, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. He's telling them that he is a direct reflection of the heart of God. Dads, are you reflecting God's heart during these moments together with your family? When you're out together, are they seeing God's wisdom? Are they experiencing God's love and compassion? Are they witnessing the patience that God has? I'm not asking you to be perfect, because you know, I'm certainly not. But these are very important considerations we have to be aware of, because we only have a short amount of time with our kids before they're gone. Jesus is a reflection of who God is when he's with his followers. A little bit later in John 14, he tells them they're going to actually do greater works than what he did, because he's going to be returning back home to the Father. And Jesus is speaking of a time after his resurrection when he would put his spirit in them. Dads, did you know the more time you spend with your family, the more you're putting your spirit into them? You said it a little while ago, kids are the sum total of their parents, which includes you, Dad. They're going to see your heart. They're going to see your passions. It's going to catch hold of them. Haven't you caught yourself, you know, at times kind of doing some things that your dad did? He said, I'll never do that. And now you're doing it, right? 
this world. We have to make sure that we're duplicating in front of them. Father, so that our kids can see God's heart and God's spirit in their earthly fathers. So every chance you get to spend time with your family, it's an opportunity for them to be marked by their father in heaven. So dads, you'll not be perfect. Just make sure you're walking close with Christ, who can right all the wrongs we, we can cause. Express your love to your wife so that your kids know what healthy, godly marriages look like. And so they'll pursue that for their future families and spend time together with your family so what you imprint in your kids' lives is from their Heavenly Father. Now these three lessons, they'll have an impact on your family. But the only thing which can really change, really make a difference in your family, is an encounter with Christ. Without Him, we're nothing. And he has to be the very center of everything that we're doing and who we are as fathers and mothers, as people in general, right? So before we honor and pray for all of our dads out there watching and listening here today, I want to take a moment to extend an opportunity for some of you to know God. You might be listening and, 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 and you, you just have never encountered Him before. But as we talked about some key lessons for fathers, your heart has been stirring. And maybe you just haven't been a great father and you realize and the key ingredient you're missing is Jesus. Maybe you didn't have a father growing up and you never really understood God to be your father until now. I want you to have a chance today to know your Heavenly Father and who He is first. So here's what we're going to do. I'm going to say a simple prayer. You can repeat it out loud. You can repeat it to yourself. It doesn't matter. Uh, you don't have to say the exact same words I'm saying. I'm just going to model it for you. But if you'd like to accept Christ and come to know your Heavenly Father, I want you to say a prayer that's kind of like this. Lord, I love you. Thank you for your goodness and grace and who you are. And I, I pray, Lord, for those today who, who are saying, I, I need to accept Christ. I want to know my Heavenly Father. I pray, Lord, that they would begin to just, just confess their sin. This is a great time to do that. And Lord, I've done things that are wrong. God, I've done things that I know go against your standard. I've done things that, that, that I've missed the mark here. I, I've, I've, I've been wrong. I've done wrong. I've, I've been in sin. Lord, I, I need you to forgive me. And I'm praying for forgiveness. I don't deserve it. But I need that forgiveness. I, I want to be different. I want to change. I want to be who you created me to be. Lord, cleanse me in my sin. Cleanse me in my wrongs. Save me from my sin and darkness. And now that we've prayed that, we're going to ask him to be our Lord. So we're going to say this. Father, I, I, I don't want to call the shots anymore. I, I don't want to lead my life and live my life on my terms and my way. I want to do it from now on your way. I've tried things my way. It doesn't work out. So, God, I'm, I'm, I'm pursuing you. Lord, I want to serve you and follow you. I'm going to obey you and listen to you and all the rest of the days of my life. God, I want you to become Lord of my life. Save me and become my Lord today. I will serve you and follow you from this day forward. And Father, I thank you for all the dads who are out there today listening and watching. And I just pray, Lord, that you bless every father, touch every dad out there. Uh, may this just be a great day with their families and, and friends. I just pray, Lord, that you would just uh, keep your hand upon every father as they try to raise godly men in a crazy world, as, as their grandfathers now may be pouring into their grandkids' lives. Lord, I just pray 
that you would just give these dads wisdom, give them extra grace, I pray, with what they're going through in this world to lead and develop men who love and serve you and, and, and know how to raise and lead healthy families. God, for those who struggle on Father's Day, it's a tough day. I pray for just healing. I pray for uh, God. I, I pray for peace. Uh, Lord, where there might be sadness and sorrow, I pray for joy uh, in people's lives here today. Would you just touch those who find today particularly difficult, Lord? Just minister to them right where they're at. We love you. We thank you for who you are. We ask all this in your name. Amen. Amen. Man, it's been great. Thanks for listening. If you have any questions or would like to reach out to us, you can do so by emailing us at media at radiantchurchsc.com or visit one of our social accounts on Facebook, Instagram, or YouTube. If you like what you heard today, subscribe to our podcast so you don't miss any future episodes and give us a five-star rating on the podcast platform that you listen to. We hope you have an amazing rest of your day.